friend is anybody. I was told there would be a couple of new people. Uh, uh, we have a dear brother from Togo. Uh, would you please stand up? What's your name? Kunali, right? Can, can we all put our hands together and welcome our dear brother? May the Lord continue to bless. God bless you. Please be seated. We'll continue to pray for you. We pray for you. We have uh, Uncle Louis, uh, sister, brother-in-law, and a wonderful family. The children are here too. Um, they, are, they, 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 are, they are a family of ours extended to Toronto. Uh, uh, it's, it's Zion's outstation there in Toronto, I believe. Uh, however, uh, we'd like to welcome you again uh, to our church family. May the Lord continue to bless you and all the work you do for His kingdom. Uh, may the Lord be with them. I and I love this wonderful family. May the Lord continue to bless each of your hard work. Is anybody who uh, else who is for, here for the very first time? Um, yeah, there's, yeah. Um, okay, I'd like to welcome you, Auntie. Thank you so much for being with us. Can we all put our hands together for all the first comers in our church today? Wow, wow, wow. It's, 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 it's a beautiful joy. And also we have uh, Sheena's friend. I just met you. Um, God bless you. 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 All the newcomers who are here for the very first time. Can I tell you something? You're not here by accident. You didn't think and you didn't make a plan. But I say that God made a plan in your calendars for today. And as we worship our God together, I believe this is a divine appointment for the Kairos moment in your life. Oh, come on, somebody. This is not a Kronos moment, which is your man-made appointments. This is a Kairos moment, which is God-made appointments in your life today. And as we worship God, I know that the Spirit of God is going to set our life free. As we were singing that song, can I tell you something? Can we all actually put our hands together for a beautiful worship team that we have in our church? Come on, people. They are amazing. They are amazing. They put a lot of hard work behind. And every Sunday before they prepare for their songs, they spend time and hours for prayer. And I'm glad to be part of a church that prays before they pick their song and they decide you know, it's not them deciding, it's the Lord helping them to decide on the songs. And as we do this, I'm praying that a revival will spark out within everybody. And I'm praying, you know, last week and I was, I was, I was filled with so much joy and I was sharing it with Anisha because um, one of the youth in our, in our, in our, in our, in our church, and I'm gonna not going to name that person, most of the youth would know. She posted in our church, you know, uh, youth group me, hey, why don't we all spend an extra time in prayer during our fasting prayer? Why don't we skip a meal or two for our fasting prayer? I mean, I, what I saw was instead of me putting into them or asking them to do it, it just came out from themselves. They were saying that, why don't we do it, Pastor? Why don't we do it? They were encouraging one another. And I felt so proud that I get to minister a wonderful church that they have a desire to do something for. Are you trying to understand this? I mean, how many times can we keep spoon feeding people? There's a time and season we can't do it any longer. And we have to let God know, God, I have done what I can do. Now I want you to work in their life. And I was I mean, I was sharing it with Janisha, you know. I mean, there was a season where we were asking them, come for prayer, come do it, you know. But now they have a desire to do it. Tomorrow onwards, we start a seven days of breakthrough. And I am praying God will meet each one of us. And after the service, Pramod will come forward and he will, he will give some more announcements. But um, we, we want to do together as a church family. Are you with me today with that? Hallelujah. Fasting and prayer should bring our families together. It should bring our hearts together. It should bring our mind together. Let nothing distract us from what God wants us to do together. 
Are you with me, church? So this is a season for us to know and enjoy that the Lord wants to take us forward and let nothing distract us from the purpose that He has assigned and aligned in our life for the greater glory that God wants to transcend and perform through us. Are you with me with that? Amen. Thank you so much for your prayers. Last um, three days in Vancouver, Canada was amazing. Um, I just, you know, I, when I knew dad was coming there, the church also invited. They said, no, we want the dad and son do a do both uh, to minister together on our platform. And it was an amazing opportunity for me to be there. One, um, of course, being with my dad and, uh, you know, praying with him alongside. This time in our India trip, um, uh, we, we got so much busy with all the ministries that we were doing that I could not get enough time with him and pray. But this time in my Vancouver time, it was all just me and him and the family that we were, um, you know, that were hosting us. And we could spend a lot of time in prayer. I mean, can I tell you, um, sometimes, you know, prayer, you know, some, for some people, prayer, you know, it's just five minutes. It's just ten minutes. It doesn't matter how, how long you pray. you got to start somewhere and build it on, right? If you prayed for five minutes two years ago and two years later, you should not be in that level. You should grow somewhere. You should grow. And I was glad that, you know, I mean, we, I mean that my dad and I, we woke up and, you know, from 5 a.m. to 9, 10 o'clock in the morning, we started continuously praying. We started praying. And then from in the afternoon around 12 to till evening, we started praying. In the evenings, we had services in different houses. Can I tell you, this is another you know, God is connecting us all together. I mean, this is another, I would say, this is another sister church of ours in Vancouver, Canada. And the Lord is blessing them. It's just been two years that this church has been planted. The Lord has blessed them uh, with uh, multinational folks uh, attending their congregation. And we will continue to pray in your prayers too. Because this is another church that God has connected with us. I want you to pray. Our prayer team, mark it down to pray for Christ Church in Vancouver, Canada, a young Malayali couple is leading this church. And we will pray that the Lord will continue to bless uh, this fellowship and all that they are do, do, doing. And I believe that this is a season for us to get into a next level in, in our prayer and spiritual life. And I pray the fasting prayer will be a beneficial effort taken by everybody to just know who God is in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We will have prayer. Uh, uh, prepared from morning till evening. Whatever fits into your schedule. I know we're all working in different schedules. We follow different schedules. But whatever fits into your schedule, I want you to be part of that fasting and prayer. If you have young kids in your, ch in your family, encourage them. If you could, sit with them. Because they have a desire to do it, but they don't know maybe, they don't, maybe they don't know how to. So I'm asking our parents to encourage the children to be in that fasting and prayer. And I've, I believe after the seven days of fasting prayer, when we arise, the, the, the face of ours should be radiant. Because whoever have ascended to the mountain of God, whoever has gone up to the mountain of God and they have come down, their faces were always radiant because they received from God Almighty. Last week and last two weeks, I was sharing about how God was um, give me your closer eyes for a moment and let, let, let's pray. Dear Jesus, I submit ourselves to your hands and I pray right now for your spirit to take control of everything. We pray, God, that our minds will not be distracted in anything. Our physical bodies will not be ailing for any longer. 
I proclaim divine grace, and I proclaim your healing, and I proclaim, God, that you will do it. Father, as we stand here to minister, as we stand here to receive, as we do your service together, I pray for a divine appointment of yours to lead our lives and to set our lives free. Thank you for all that you are doing. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. God is good. Last two weeks we were talking about making room for God to work in our life. It's very important that before you host somebody, you make room for them, right? This weekend, I, I mean last, um, this, during the weekdays, this previous week, I was staying with a family in Vancouver. And as I was staying there, they already made room for the pastors to stay. Are you trying to understand this? Whenever you invite a guest, you make room for the accommodation because you want to be prepared. One of the things that we have to understand is we got to make room for God to be present in our life. Are you with me? We got to make room for Him. We got to make room. Take away everything that is a hindrance to God's presence to flow and work in our life. And on the other hand, make room for God's purpose and divine nature to be transform, I mean, to transform us in every aspect. Making room is very important. Last week we were talking about how the disciples made room in the upper room. I mentioned about how the upper room became the changing turnover in the life of the apostles. How the upper room, how they made space in the upper room. Uh, and when the disciples gathered together, we, we learned about how God dealt with them. Do you remember from the scriptures from last week? Sometimes we hear so much every day from scriptures, we tend to forget. But I'm asking you, you know, to remember as we go on in this journey, as we are learning about making room for God to work in our life. Last week we learned about the upper room and how the disciples gathered in the house of God, in the presence of God. They made the room in the upper room for God to work. And what do we learn? When Peter was visiting one of the places, they placed the dead body of Dorcas in the upper room. And I mentioned how you place your dead persons in the upper room is very important because that realizes, that shows you how you are placed yourself with God Almighty. They placed the dead body, but what happened? Did she go back dead in the grave? No. But when Peter prayed, immediately Dorcas arose and she came back to life. What I'm trying to teach us church this season is to make room. Because God wants to do something amazing in our life. Sometimes what we do is, you know, for, can I tell you, do not limit Jesus only through the Bible words. Do not limit Jesus with all that He has only done in the Bible. He can do more than what He's mentioned in the Bible. Are you with me? Are you with me? Not everything that Jesus did in the New Testament is mentioned. Because Bible says if it was recorded in the Bible, then we may have carried around a lot of books and Bibles with us to worship. But can I tell you something? Do not limit God to just the New Testament or not just what He's done in the Bible. I believe personally that for whoever seeks God and makes a room for God to work, He will do it abundantly in their life. More than what has been recorded in the Scriptures. Come on somebody. Four Gospels cannot contain what God can do in our life in this century and in this generation. And I believe that this is a season and this is a generation that will see a supernatural encounter of our heavenly Abba Father. And I believe your life is about to change. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Your life is about to change. My God will do it. Make room for Him. In order to host the presence of God, we got to make, make room. 
turn to your neighbor and say, I am making room. Come on, people. I am making room. In my life, I am making room. Through our fasting and prayer, I want all of us to make room. As you wake up, just let God know, God, I am making myself available. available. Father, I'm making a room in my own life. I want you to come down into me. I want your presence to come down into me. Are we ready for the scriptures? Let me, let me quickly grab my, my, my notes. As we, as we go forward, the Lord... Um, the Lord was talking to me yesterday, and I shared a little bit of it in our youth group yesterday. But I want to continue on and dig deeper into what the Lord has laid in my heart. And as we mention and read from it, I want everybody to receive it from the Lord. And when you hear some of the words, you know, this is what I, I want to emphasize in the church that I'm ministering. Uh, I've learned it recently. You know, whenever we speak out a word, and if the word is for you, I want you to receive it. I want you to receive it. I want you to receive. Just grab. That is your word. And just keep the word in your hand. If you have the scriptures and say, God, I claim this word over my life. For the situations I'm going on, I claim this word over my life. For the turmoil that my family has been through, I claim this word. So when you declare the word over your life, I preach the word, but the word will be creative when you accept the word in your life. Oh, come on, somebody. When I preach, I can preach for the 120, 150 people gathered here. But can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? It's the message for everybody. But there's somebody here who wanted to hear the word of God. There's somebody here who had a desire in the heart of God. Talk to me today. And if you are that person, when you hear the word of God, when you hear the voice of God, receive it. Take it in your life. Take it in. A, I was ministering and, and, and I saw some, some African people. And I love, you know, for, uh, you know, God for our dear African brothers here. And, you know, I love the way they are sometimes enthusiastic when they receive the word. And I was preaching and all of a sudden this, this, this African brother stood up in the church, right? I thought maybe he's going to shut me down. But for, for thank, thank goodness he did not. And all of a sudden he, he stood up in the church and he said, Pastor, preach it. That is my word. I mean, I don't want you to do to exalt me. That's not the point. I want you to do it to claim it in your own self. And sometimes when you speak boldly and loudly, I want the devil around you to hear that this word belongs to me and I will never let anything quench my spirit. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 I believe this is a season for us to receive. We are making room for God to work. Literally, we are making room for God to work. In every aspect, we are making room for God to work in our families. Let this be the anthem of your houses, of your personal life. When we look into the scripture today, I want us to understand there's a question that Jesus asked. And let's ponder on to that, okay? John chapter 1, verse 35 to 39 is a scripture portion where we see there's a dialogue happening between Jesus and his uh, uh, disciples, the early disciples of Jesus. There's a dialogue. There's a conversation taking place between Jesus and his disciples. And this is what it says. John chapter 1, verse 35 to 39. It says, the next day was there, the, the next day John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them 
following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. What a beautiful scripture. A conversation between Jesus and his disciples. Sometimes we must have a habit of having a conversation. Prayer must be a conversation. Not just you are giving a lot of applications for all the things that you want. I need a 3 BHK, 4 BHK house now. I need a Porsche car. I need, no, we give a lot of our descriptions about all the things that we need. Prayer shouldn't be just that. It should be a conversation of you letting God know and God will speak to you. Hear from God. Sometimes we in our lives are so busy that we will give God all the list we have and we don't wait to hear from Him. Are you with me, church? So pause for a moment because God wants to talk to you in that scenario. God wants to talk to you in that dialogue. And here in the scripture, we see whose disciples were there at first. John's disciples. They followed John everywhere. They saw the wonders through John because John was the way maker of Jesus Christ. So the disciples had, a, had an experience of working alongside John for some time. They were John's disciples. But here in the story, we see as Jesus was passing by, John looks at Jesus. And this is what John said, look. The Son of God, the Lamb of God is going back. And who were hearing? The disciples were hearing. The moment they heard John mentioning, look, the Lamb of God is going back. They left John and they started following Jesus. What was the word? They said, John said, look, the Lamb of God is passing by. This is what I understood from the scripture. And I want you to pay attention here. The moment John said, Look here, the Lamb of God is passing by. The disciple, there was something within the disciples of John that prompted you know, them to leave John and follow Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. If a group of people are following me, and all of a sudden they follow somebody else, there is something in the other person that they received and they did not receive from me. Are you with me? There's something that the disciples received or they learned they received from Jesus Christ that they immediately left John and they started following Jesus Christ. What was the word that prompted the disciples to follow Jesus immediately? The word, word that he said, look, the, 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 the lamb of God is going by. What is this lamb? The lamb was one that was prepared for as a sacrifice for everybody to be saved. Are you trying to understand this? Yes, uh, uh, John the Baptist, you know, uh, took them forward to the baptism of repentance. But at the same time, it is only through Jesus Christ, the sovereign lamb of God that was slain and sacrificed for us, that through whom we can find our salvation. And the moment John said that, disciples said, you know what? All these days I was in a good company of you, Master, but now we have a one good Master that we want to follow. And they decided to follow Jesus right then. And love the scripture, how it goes. John said, you know, look, here is the, the Lamb of God. Look at the Lamb of God. Look at the Lamb of God. When they looked at the Lamb of God, there was something in the Lamb of God that attracted them to the Lamb. There was something in the Lamb of God that meant that they prompted them to walk behind the Lamb of God. What I know in that scripture is the salvation nature of Jesus made the disciples to follow Him. 
all these while they were going through the, the baptism of repentance through John the Baptist. But at this point, when they saw Jesus Christ, they know, oh, this is the guy that the entire nation, the world was craving for, the world was waiting for this one opportunity. And the Messiah is here. The Savior is here. Our salvation is here. And now I am going to follow Jesus. I mean, what a beautiful scripture. From one point of focus, diverting to another point of focus. From one direction, changing to another direction. They decided, I will follow the Lamb of God Almighty. Why? Because it is through the Lamb that I get my salvation. When the Lamb was slain on the cross, I have received what I need to receive. And Christ has set my life free. This is the promise of God in my life. We, all of us, have we followed the Lamb of God. All of us, we follow the Lamb of God. We've accepted the Lamb of God for what He has done on the cross. We know we, we have made room for Him to dwell in our life. What I want us to focus on is the first part of the scripture is that they decided to follow Jesus. Nobody compelled them. Nobody asked them. They decided to follow Jesus. When they saw, they decided to follow Jesus. But I believe the decision was not just, not just, not just, it didn't happen just in a minute, you know. I believe there's a preparation by John the Baptist because he was known as the way maker for Jesus Christ. I, I believe in my spirit that John the Baptist laid the foundation principles for them to follow Jesus Christ because he said, after me, somebody is coming. And he was a way maker for Jesus Christ. For all the years that John the Baptist has spent with the disciples, when they saw the master, they could recognize the master. What is my goal as a pastor? To be a way maker. When my Savior is coming back again, Amen. at the trumpet's call, I want us to know the moment heaven cracks and we hear the trumpet call, we will be one and we will recognize who Christ is in our life. I am a way maker for God Almighty. And I make room for that to work. Are you with me, church? I love the work that John the Baptist has put into the life of the disciples because when they saw the Lamb of God, they left everything. Follow Jesus Christ. Is that a story today? Or are you someone who is pointing others to Jesus Christ? May God bless your efforts in everything. Let's show Jesus. Let's show Jesus through our work. Let's show Jesus through every conversation, conversation that we have. Let's show Jesus in everything we do. In our text message. Let's be people who can portray Jesus. In our work, let's be people who can show Christ in their life. Because it is Christ who is the Savior. He is the Lamb of God Almighty. As we look forward, we see another scripture portion that mentions them. And it says, when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? Today, my, my message is all about, you know, what do you want? What do you want? My, I want to title my message as, what do you want? All of us have very, very, very important, big needs and wants in our life. But you as a Christian, you as a child of God, it's, it's very important for you to determine what do you want from Jesus Christ? What do I want? 
What is our desire? Some people have a desire to break everything. That is their work. Some people have a desire to destroy things. That is their work. What do you want today as you gather here? What do you want here as you are watching me online right now? What do you want? Is the question Jesus at the, I mean, John records, this is the first question Jesus asked to the people he was following. And Jesus asked, what do you want? Because when you reveal what you want, that simply aligns your thought with the thoughts of Jesus and makes your way much more clearer. But because now you know what you actually want. Sometimes in human life, we don't know what we want. If I ask some of you, what do you really want in my life? In your life? You, I mean, sometimes we don't know. We don't have an answer. We're just flowing through the way life is orchestrating. The wind is blowing here. I am flowing here. The wind is blowing on the other side. I am flowing. We don't have a clear direction sometimes. Today, Jesus is asking us a question. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? There are a lot of people who came to Jesus and we were looking at yesterday when we were, when we were teaching. There are a lot of people who came to Jesus. Um, the mother of James came to Jesus and said, you know, in the, in the heaven, we want our sons to sit at your right and your left side. Jesus asked, what do you want? Jesus asked, what do you want? The mother had a desire that we want my sons, you know, I want my sons to sit at your right and your and your left side. That's the desire of the mother. Thank God for a mother who has such good desires where they want to see their children with God Almighty. That's a good desire. You're praying for your children to be with God Almighty. Can I tell you today? This is the word for you mothers who are praying eagerly for your children. I declare and decree your children will walk in righteousness. They will know as a child of God and they will have a hunger and a good appetite to be a Jesus lover in this generation. Hallelujah. Mothers, if you're praying, I am praying for my son Josiah. He's just going to be three. I'm praying that God, my son will grow in the righteousness of yours. He will be known as your friend. He'll be known after your own heart. I pray God that he'll be a young wise king that, that we see in the Old Testament. I pray he will be anointed. That's my prayer. That's my wife's prayer for my son Josiah. I know that's a prayer of yours. And God will honor your prayer, mothers. If you're ready to pray today, my God will honor your prayer. He will answer it. Never be disappointed if you have not seen the answers yet. But today can I declare and decree, you are about to see the work of Holy Spirit working wonders in your life and your families. My God will do it. My God will do it. It's an interesting question where the mother, Jesus asked the mother, what do you want? Today, the question is for all of us. What do you want, really? Come on, tell me. What do you want? What do you want? What do we desire for? What is our desire for? Is our desires for all the wealth we can accomplish and, and, and accumulate in this world? No. There's something more than that that we can desire for. As we look into the scriptures here, what I love about it is after Jesus is asking a question, the disciples immediately ask Jesus another question. Because there's a desire within themselves and the desire prompted them to ask where Jesus was heading. This is how it goes. I'm going to read it for you. We have the scriptures on the screen. You can follow it too. And they ask, Jesus asked them, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? One question, Lord, where 
Are you staying? They didn't ask for riches. They didn't ask for positions. They didn't say, you know what? With John, I was the leader. He was the assistant leader. So when we start following you, make us one among the leaders in this group. They didn't ask all of those sort of things. All that they asked Jesus was, where are you staying? What I understand from the scripture is, when they asked Jesus, where are you staying? They had a desire to be with my Jesus and in his presence. That simply shows the presence of God is where the disciples were longing for. And that's the reason they were following Jesus. What do we want today? What are we looking for today? The disciples made a choice in their life. They said, Lord, where are you staying? Come on, answer me, Lord. I mean, we want to stay with you all these years. We were with John the Baptist. We learned, we heard about you. But today when we saw the Son of God, when we saw the Son of the Lamb walking here, we want to know. We want to know where are you staying? Where are you staying? What did Jesus say? Come, you will see. He never asked them to leave. That's the promise of God Almighty. The moment he sees the desire within yourself, he will continue to lead you. Which simply means is come, is come, follow me. I am going forward. You are following me. I will lead you to the place where I am staying. I will, this is a promise over somebody's life who's hearing, hearing this message right now. You may be going through whatever situations in your life, but this is the word of assurance in your ears right now. Register it right there. You are hearing the voice of God saying to you, come with me. I am leading you into a green pasture. Come with me. I am leading you into a peaceful world. Come follow me and I will lead you. As long as you are following me, as long as you know I am your shepherd, you will never be in lack of anything because I am your God, your provider. Oh, come on. Where are you staying, Lord? Where are you? Can you ask that question to Jesus today? When I was preparing for my message today, yesterday afternoon, Anisha and I, we sat down together and we talked about the same subject. I started my journey yesterday at the youth gathering when we, I was praying. I was sowing seeds in their life and I was praying, God, the seed will grow, but that they will have a desire within themselves to know where you are going. To be in your presence. And today I am sowing seeds right now in the life of all our men and women and older folk. Everybody right now. If you're visiting us from Canada too, you won't be part of a seven days fasting prayer. But we will be upholding you. You can continue to join us in this. And I'm asking all of us to make this question resonate in your mind. Lord, where are you going? Can we follow you? Can we follow you? That's a big question that I can. God, I want to know where are you staying? I want to know where you have placed yourself. I want to know because I want to be in your presence, God. I want to be in your presence. Nothing else matters in the whole world. No position, no, no status quo. I don't, want, I don't care about all that. All I want to know is, Jesus, can I follow you? Where are you going? Where are you going, Master? And what I like about the scripture there is Jesus said, come. He never rejects anybody. Is that your desire? I mean, we have often time, I've been walking with a lot of our friends who, had a, who have a desire to walk. But sometimes you feel there's a stagnation in your life. You are blocked with a lot of barricades. But when I pray, can I tell you something? When we sing songs, break every wall, you have to remember and recite those words over your life. 
sometimes it's not just in your heart you pray. You should open your mouth and declare the wonders of God. Are you with me? I have seen a lot of people who will mumble and pray, which is good. Maybe you are an introvert person. You want others to hear. But can I tell you something? When you are in your personal room to pray, open your mouth loudly and start praying. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Sometimes what happens is because we wake up early in the morning to pray. It has happened to me. This is from my own experience. And we, we sit down and we pray. We pray very softly. What happens is you will pray for two minutes. And next minute, you are again in the bed. But just to encourage some of our folks here who are cultivating a habit to pray, open your mouth loudly and pray and declare the wonders of God. Let God know how much you love Him. When you let God know how much you love Him, the devil will also hear how much you love God. And the more you say how you love God, oh come on, can I tell you, we might do everything to distract you, but He is the one whom you are following. And as long as you follow the Lamb of God, he will lead you into victory. Seven days of breakthrough that is happening from tomorrow. Even if it is two people, even if it is two people, we are going to intercede and pray. We are going to intercede and pray. And I'm going, I'm, I'm sensing in my spirit. I'm sensing in my spirit. Can I tell you something? As a pastor, I want to encourage everybody. Pay attentive. God is wanting to do something in our life. Never lose your focus. Never be distracted with anything that is happening around. Just say, God, all we desire and we want is you to lead us. That's it. That's it. That's it. Nothing else matters in this world to us. Whom are we playing with? We are playing with the fire. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. A couple of weeks ago, as I was preaching, the Lord gave me a word. Some of the foxes that are trying to destroy and devour what God has made and built. And I declare and decree in the name of Jesus. Nothing of your work will ever prevail here. Because this is the house of God Almighty. God has built this sanctuary. And we know as long as He has built and kept us here. No matter what you do, where you do. You are playing with fire, my dear brother. You are playing with fire. Don't waste your time. I declare it right now. The desire of the disciples were to follow Jesus. And I'm asking, this is a desire of Zion Church today. We are here to follow Jesus. God, where are you? Take us with you. If you are on the mountaintop, I am coming with you, O Lord. If you are in the valley, I'm coming right there, O Lord. If you are in the wilderness, I am following you, Lord. Wherever you go, I will follow you, O Lord. I want to follow you. Oh, Jesus. When I, when I gave my life for ministry, my dad said, when I, sometimes you may have, you may not have everything that you need, but that's okay. This is for ministry. I'm glad I chose that path. When I got married to Anisha, I grew up in India. For a few years, she grew up here. This is what I said. I don't, I don't know if we will have everything that we need or I've, I may be able to provide everything that we would need. All I know is, as long as I and we hold this Bible together and decided to follow Jesus and to be a servant in this generation, I know God will lead us. People may say a lot of stuff. They will call you names. But all I know is, 
if the Lord has led us, if he has called me. I have heard a testimony. This was from Pastor um, um, Ashari Ubudeshi. I remember when he landed in America. This is many years ago. I learned this testimony. He landed in America for the very first time. He kept the Bible on his head and he said, it is not the invitation of PCNAC or AGIFNA or your conference. The, the Lord has led me and the Lord has brought me to this land. That was when I landed in Vancouver this time. I said, God, I don't have connections. I don't have people. I don't have anybody. But you are the one who has brought me to this land. I kept my Bible and I said, God, it is you. It is you. It is you. Can I tell you, this is my testimony. On 31st December of 2017, sometimes what I believe is we need to declare something from God. I declared, God, in the name of Jesus, I pray and I pray and I declare nations will be open for us. I declared it. Nations will be open for us. Can I tell you, after that, we saw nations coming to us. We saw Lord leading us. And after December 31st, I saw how the Lord has opened the doors for some nations. Can I tell you, just not to, not to boast about myself, but to know that the grace of God has led me thus far. He took me to different nations. I went to UK the, the, a couple of months ago. I ministered there. I have an invitation to minister at Australia and New Zealand a couple of coming months. And, but I've not taken any appointments this year. The Lord has just opened the doors. One prayer I pray, God, on 31st, is God, God, I pray, God, that as you have promised me. Because there's a lot of promises of my life. I, I said, God, you have promised me that nations will be open. And I said, I declare, I decree in the name of Jesus, that nations will be open. Guess what happened? God did it for us. When I go and travel to these places as a minister, I represent my church. Now I'm praying that these days, God will do amazing and abundant things within us. And sometimes what happens is, we need to open our mouth and say it loudly. Let the devil hear what the Lord has promised in your life. Do not shy away. We don't want people who are shying away and mumble in a corner. No. Speak boldly what the Lord has said in your life. Mothers, have the Lord promised about your children. Speak boldly looking into their life. Oh, you devil, you can't control my son. He is mine anointed one. He's a blessed child of mine. Fathers, do you have a promise over your family? Leaders, do you have a promise over our church? Nobody can take it away. This is the will of God. This is the promise of God. This is the house of God. And this is the law that has kept us here. He will take us forward. Hallelujah. The disciples said, come. Jesus said, come, follow me. There are different wants in our life that may arise. Different wants that may come in our life. We have to know what our wants are. Our wants should be, our needs, our wants should be something that is focused on the presence of God Almighty. It should be aligned with Him. Seek first the kingdom of God. Everything else. I mean, we don't have to focus on the other things. First thing is seek first the kingdom of God. And others will be all we desire. Lord, your kingdom is what I desire. Can I, can I tell you to some of my young sisters here in this generation? No, that all I desire is the presence of God Almighty. Nothing can ever shake you. If you and me are covered in the presence of God. Can I, am I talking to the church today? All I desire, all I want is to seek the kingdom of God Almighty in my life. And everything else will be added to me. If that's the will of God, it will be added to me. 
Hallelujah. What are you praying for? Change your prayer. Seek for the kingdom. You will desire, you will get what you want. If it is the will of God in your life. Change your prayer. Seek His kingdom. Say, God, let your kingdom come. Invade in my life. I seek for your kingdom. Desire for your kingdom, Lord. That's my prayer. Is that your prayer, church, today? I'm guaranteeing you, if that's our prayer, all that we need in our life, God will lead you. He will lead you. Can I tell you, He will make you the head and not the tail if you desire His kingdom. He will give you the best of the best in your life if you desire His kingdom. Amen. He will provide all your needs if you desire His kingdom. You know, read another scripture. Can I have the worship team behind me right now? First Chronicles chapter 28. I'm, I'm skipping two scriptures here. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9 and 10. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9 and 10. As we read this scripture here, we see a conversation here. And it says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father. Serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek Him, He will be found by you. But if you forsake Him, He will reject you forever. Consider this, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house as the sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Be strong and do the work. The scripture here talks to us about seek the Lord. If you seek the Lord, you will find Him. In the New Testament again, we see, if you seek, what you seek shall be found in the New Testament scriptures. In the Old Testament we see here, we see a scripture here, as they're having a conversation with Solomon, we see here, if you seek the Lord, you will find the Lord. And in the New Testament, the translations we look into, the, the want and the seek, are merged together. I'm trying to marry these terms together. The, as Jesus mentioned, as the disciples, uh, Jesus as the disciple, what do you want? In other translations, it says, what do you seek for? What are you looking for? What are you asking for? In Solomon's, in this conversation, we see, if you seek the Lord, you will find Him. But if you don't seek Him, He will reject you forever. Today, church, I'm asking us to, Turn our hearts towards the Lord Almighty and let Him know, Lord, with all my heart, I seek you. I seek you. I seek you. Lord, all with all my heart, today I, I seek you. Bible says, if you seek the Lord, you will find the Lord. Come on, somebody. If you seek the Lord, you will. What I like is the verse 10. And verse 10 is a promise to some of you brothers and sisters here. Verse 10 says, the Lord says, I have chosen you. Consider this. I have chosen you to build a, a house as a sanctuary. What I like in the scripture there is, it says, be strong and do the work. Be strong and I have chosen you to build a sanctuary. Be strong and build the word. Be strong. You know why Solomon was received the word? Because there will be time and season when you will receive the word where your spirit is quenched down. 
Well, you will receive the word from around who will put you down. But can I remind you, the word of the Lord is strong to all of us today. The word of the Lord says, arise and build me a sanctuary. The sanctuary word has two meaning here. It could be the physical sanctuary that we are looking at. We will build the sanctuary in the name of Jesus. And I declare and I decree by the blood of the Lamb. But at the same time, let me remind you, God has called us to build sanctuaries, to build temples of God, which means that each of us, we are a temple of the living God. He has asked us to build life here. Each of us. Our conversation must be to build people. It should be to build people. Your messages and your emails should not be to quench the Spirit of God. It should be to build lives. Jesus. It should be to build life together. What kind of a Christian are you if you are having words that quenches the Spirit? Your words must build each other. Build each other. Remember this. Build each other. God wants us to do the work. His blessings are over us. He has chosen us. That's the word Solomon received. Lord has chosen you to do the work. I, I feel the calling in my life. I know the Lord has called. Has the Lord called you? Has the Lord called you? Can we all stand in God's house? Make room for Him to work. We are asking God, God, I'm seeking your presence. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else. I'm seeking your presence. I'm asking our folks here, families here, to make a commitment to the Lord right now. Before we get into our seven days of fasting and prayer, let's make a commitment and let's, let's let the Lord know, God, I am seeking you. Take me to where you are. Take me to the holy ground of yours. Lead me, O Lord. I'm seeking you, Jesus, with all my heart, with all my heart. All I this, every eye closed, no distractions here. Please don't walk here and there. Just close your eyes. Look to the Lord right now and let him know, God, I love you and I seek you. You are the Lamb of the living God. I seek you, Lord. Oh, Lift up your voice. Don't mumble within your mouth. Lift up your voice and let God know, God, I seek you. 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 I seek you, Lord. Make this prayer. Make this prayer for the next two minutes. For the next two minutes, lift up your voices. I shove them low here to the party of Cartave. And he can leave Anum. And he can leave Anum. And he can leave Anum Cartave. Oh, Rike Benasso, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord, more than anything else. 